You know that the world has done a number on you when you start to question whether you should extend a nice gesture to someone. I got to get my mental health together and learn to trust again. Let me do the nice thing and snap out of it. That's a quote from yours truly. I started to put it on Twitter, but then I said, hmm, this is a podcast discussion. Welcome back to the collection. This is Daryl and Tyrese. Thank you so much for joining me. So happy to have you. I hope you're having a really good start to fall back November. I have, of course, set the clocks back and, you know, I'm relaxing in the heat. The Warriors play tonight. I'm back to watching basketball again. Starting to feel like myself. Starting to feel like myself. So I feel good about that. I hope you're feeling good. So today's episode is about collecting the good. And I really want to talk about this because this world can really do a number on us. It can. And For me, it got to the point where I started to question the good things that were happening to me. Am I deserving? Is this necessary? Everybody else doesn't have, but I have. What makes me so great that I have? What makes me... And I was like, girl, stop it. What is wrong with you? Why are you questioning the good things that are happening to you. It's obvious that the world and all the negativity in the world is doing a number on you and you need to take a break. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I preach that, you know, I'm down with taking breaks and all of that. And during those breaks, assess some of the things that are really going on with you internally that would make negative thoughts come up. Now, none of us are Paula positive every single day. I mean, and if you are, God bless you, but I am just not there. (laughs) You know, I have my days where I'm just like, everything sucks. This is whack. I just can't. But I am, for the most part, a sunny side of the street type of chick. You know, I enjoy being positive. I enjoy being optimistic. I'm very enthusiastic. These are my strengths. So I know when I'm hitting a wall, when I can't seem to muster up those simple strengths to get me through things. Back in DC, in my very first job, I had a coworker who I just really adored. I loved her so much. And I loved her because she was an older woman. I was in my early early to mid 20s. And so I guess she was in her maybe pushing 50, maybe. And she used to say, you can go there, but don't stay there. And I love that. And I carry that quote with me more than 10 years later when I think about my life. And it's so special because it really does help you to assess where you are in life. Like, hey, negative things are happening around you. Go ahead and acknowledge that. But don't stay in that place. And I think that's the best thing about that. I love that she said that to me because I carry that with me. And she was like a mother of sorts at work. I used to have a really, well, I had a few bad bosses at that job. I've had some really bad bosses. (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> I've gone through some major, major work trauma, which is why I press towards the mark <laughs> at the prize of the high calling to be not only a follower of Christ, but also to be an entrepreneur because <laughs> working for others just has never really worked out for me. And so in that, I have always had this struggle of, do I present my whole self at work? Do they even deserve that? And how do I balance the trauma of work with the positivity that is me? How do I stay connected? How do I stay in a good place? And that quote of you can go there, but don't stay there helps me to realize that I'm human. So crap is going to happen. So I have to acknowledge that it is trash right now, but I don't have to stay in that place. So I really compare that to what we're going through as a world right now. A lot of things are trashy right now. I don't even have to list them all out for you, but we can go there and acknowledge those things. But we've got to keep it moving because if we don't, we just stay in this perpetual state of negativity, depression, anxiety, and all of that. You know, the whole worst case scenario situation I saw on Twitter when somebody said, start to think about the best case scenario. And I really do challenge us to think that way this week. What's the best thing that can happen? And I know in this world, we're always so, oh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I also saw somebody say on Twitter, the devil doesn't need an advocate. <laughs> he do- He's the last person that needs an advocate. You know what needs an advocate? Kindness, transparency, authenticity, friendship, marriage, love, Those are the things that need advocates. The devil, his ass don't need no advocates. So why are we caping for him? Uh Uh-uh, no. We need to think about the best case scenario and situations. When things happen, I know we just always go to the worst. I do it too. It's like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Instead of thinking what's the worst that can happen, what about what's the best that can happen? What is the best thing that could come from this situation that may seem bleak, that may seem insurmountable? What is the best thing that can happen to get us through this? How can we do it? What's going to be the next step in our lives? Michael C. Clark on Twitter. I love him. He also has a newsletter. Love him. Young black guy. He just got married, just had a baby. He's so cool. And his tweets are like the holy grail in positive thinking. And so he said, don't just pray for it, prepare for it and go get it. And it's true. A long time ago, I really stopped asking for so much without thinking about what I'm giving. And I stopped that not because I'm so profound, not because I'm so deep, not because I'm so just amazing. I'm none of those things all the time. But I stopped doing that because God told me, give me something to bless. And I was like, yikes. Can you imagine? (laughs) 
You imagine saying your prayers and pouring your heart out and crying and being upset and being the victim and playing the victim and playing the martyr, which I used to play. I had a lot of roles in my life that I used to play. The martyr, the empath, the this, the that. And one time I was in prayer crying out to God and he was like, give me something to bless. You're asking for these blessings, but what are you doing? Give me something to bless. And I promise you that I am going to bless it. So that's what I've been doing. I have been giving God something to bless in my life for a very long time now. It's been years that I've been like, okay, let me, you know, evaluate before I go to my knees in prayer. Let me evaluate what I've done because you get free will to do whatever it is that you want to do. But if you come into the throne, you need to have some receipts. <laughs> you just do. Grace and mercy is there and it's going to follow you and you're going to be good to go. But you also need to do some things. What are you doing? What are you doing for others? What are you doing? How are you showing up in the world? What do you really believe about yourself? Not the things that you tell other people about yourself, but the things in the midnight hour before you shut your eyes, rather, before you go to sleep, what are you really thinking about yourself? And those are the things that only God knows, you know, because we could pretend to be whatever it is we pretend to be, but only God knows the truth. And I really had to assess myself and go deep and think like, hey, am I really doing all that I'm called to do on this earth? Am I living up to the potential that's inside of me, the potential that I know resides within me? Am I doing what God told me to do? You know, I make a lot of moves that a lot of people don't understand, but I guarantee you, most if not all of it is spirit led and spirit driven. And at the end of the day, when you are collecting the good things in your life and getting the good things and getting to the good, everybody's not going to understand it. You're going to look stupid to other people. Your moves are going to be very, very odd to others. But I really do challenge you to move anyway. That's literal. That's figurative. That's all of that. Move anyway. Do what you need to do to get to the good, to harness the good, to keep the good. And to in turn, give the good to others. But you got to give it to yourself first. Be selfish this week. Get to the good. I'll talk to you next week.